This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41 <laughs> Skate Punk is back, and it's not pop punk. It is skate punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the El. Elephant Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Cheese, lettuce, tomato, pickles, mustard, bacon. Heck, we put a boneless rib steak on a burger yesterday. There are many ways to top America's favorite sandwich, but today we address a recent controversy that has been lighting up our Twitter feeds. Does ketchup belong on a hamburger? This is a hot dog, and a hamburger is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) What? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Ayer. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade. And today we are answering the question, does ketchup belong on a hamburger? Now, this is a bit of an old debate that's been brought back into the forefront by burger expert George Motes. He's a longstanding anti-ketchup burger aficionado. When he broke his own rule by enjoying a Miami Cuban burger with plenty of ketchup on his show, Burger Scholar Sessions. Nicole. What do you think? Does ketchup belong in a hamburger? I'm on George's side. No. You're always on not. George's side. For once, I want you to be on my side, Nicole. We've worked you together. You know what? You know what? When you have burger aficionado on your business <laughs> cards, I'll be on your side. But for now, I'm on George's side. No, I don't think ketchup goes on a burger. This is a complicated one, Nicole. It always gets complicated. For me, literally, like <laughs> the most basic food questions are complicated. You just be like, are chocolate chips cookies cookies? And I'd be like, well, what do you define a cookie as? <laughs> But I'm saying that, yes, ketchup does belong on a hamburger. And we've kind of been down a similar road before on the podcast. It was our first podcast episode where we talked about does pineapple belong on pizza? Of course, and, yeah. And I took the stance that, no, it does not. Because like the OG pizzas from Naples, they would balk, balk, Nicole, at the idea of pineapple on pizza, even though it's something I enjoy. But I think the burger scenario is a little bit different than the pineapple on pizza thing. Because even though the original burger, right, like George Motes, he insists that the burger was invented at Louis' lunch, I believe, in Connecticut. They steam their hamburgers, they put it on white bread, and they have a Mm -hmm. strict no-ketchup policy. They only put uh, mustard and pickles on their burger because, quote, ketchup is too sweet to accentuate the beef. But I don't think that has the same power of the origin story of pizza for me. Then why? Why? Is it because burgers are made in America? It might be that. I think, so take the analogy. If 90% of Pizza Hut burgers had Pizza Hut burgers, why don't Pizza (laughs) Hut make a burger? Pizza Hut should make a burger. Pizza Hut should make a burger. There was a Portland comedian and fast food aficionado, Ian Carmel, recently made a hilarious Twitter video talking about how he wants a seven-layer burrito from Taco Bell stuffed with pizza ingredients at the hybrid Pizza Hut Taco Bell. And I really want to make that because that'd be delicious. I think we should make that and send it to him. Ground shipping. <laughs> That's a smart idea. Let's do it. He's a good dude. That's our next next adventure. But no, uh-huh. I think the analogy is if 90% of Pizza Hut pizzas had pineapple on them currently, because like 90% of burgers in America probably have ketchup or are served with ketchup, right? Okay. So I think ketchup has 
maintain this level of ubiquity, even though it goes against the original wishes of the creator at Louis lunch and people like George Motes, who kind of want to vanguard the sanctity of the hamburger. I think now ketchup is so commonly eaten on hamburgers that I think it does belong. It's like when people misuse a word so often, it just ends up in the dictionary because they're like, look, yeah. we gotta. They did that with irregardless recently. Irregardless. I know. And I love it. I'm I read all the about dictionary, the Josh. I read the dictionary. <laughs> you just read the dictionary for fun? No, but my brother used to make me read encyclopedias, which is why I'm so good at Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, to be clear, we have a long-running Jeopardy competition on Amazon Alexa with the producers department, the culinary team versus producers, and we smoke them all smoke. the time. Like we and smoke we have them, right? People. They they misrepresent the numbers to make it seem like it's closer than it is, but we beat them like ninety percent of the time on yeah. the actual day. And we have less people on our team, so take that, producers. And we have less people. Um, but. That said, I think that ketchup is popular enough and so many people have grown up with ketchup as a staple on burgers where with pineapple on pizza, most people didn't grow up eating pineapple on pizza literally all the time like we did with ketchup on burgers. And I think Mm -hmm. its popularity means that it does belong. The people have spoken ketchup belongs on burgers. I think ketchup can belong on a plate that also has a burger on it, but the true essence of ketchup is best actualize when it's served with french fries i think when you put it on a burger it completely muddies everything you can barely taste the burger the ketchup gets lost the toppings are non-existent it doesn't accentuate a burger the way that ketchup accentuates a french fry i think that really uh i think burger sauce belongs on a burger i think ketchup belongs on the french fries on the side along with the burger but not just a burger and ketchup That's actually a really interesting point that I never even thought about. Because for me, like one of the most enjoyable gustatory experiences in the entire world is a hot crispy french fry dipped in ketchup. I I love mayonnaise with french fries too, but ketchup ketchup. is the perfect burger condiment because the sweet, the acid, the salt, the spice. If french fries are just pure starch and fat, ketchup just brings all of that oomph to it. And I oh, love yeah. I love juxtaposition in food. Like it's the reason a deli pickle is so perfect with like a fatty pastrami sandwich. One hundred percent. Three bites of pastrami, one bite of just sour pickle, and I think burgers and fries satisfy that too, right? So I get that idea that like the ketchup on the burger almost dumbs down the ketchup with the fries. One hundred percent. That's like a little bit compelling to me, but. I think a thing we need to talk about. So one of the reasons burger purists argue that ketchup doesn't belong in burgers is because simply it doesn't accentuate the taste of the beef. And I agree. I would agree with that. And I think probably the best burger in America, I think most of the top 10 burgers that I've had, my favorite burgers, don't have ketchup on them. Like you and I talk about Father's Office, right? One of the OG, like fancy best burger spots in LA. They have a strict no ketchup policy too. They put their little like Dijonese, whatever on it and you know there's bacon the jam cheese. yeah the bacon onion jam on it and everything mm-hmm. is designed to accentuate the beef and the beef is always grilled to the perfect medium rare and they have this melted mm-hmm. cheese on the soft french roll but how many burgers that you eat are actually in that echelon like the burger is not something that is always meant to be savored as the best food in the world the burger is a strict utility food 90 plus percent of the time and so for me if i'm eating you know Say I'm eating Subway, right? Subway to me is the public water fountain of food. <laughs> like it is the it is the lowest level. Like if you're like thirsty and you're like, I don't want to go buy a water bottle. Oh, there's a water fountain. I'm just going to, I need thirst to be quenched. I'm a drink from a crappy, rusty water fountain. If I'm like. Okay, okay. I- wait, 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 wait. First of all, I would rather collect 
spit in my mouth for like seven minutes and drink that instead of a rusty water fountain, Josh. You can't go to water fountains anymore. You just gotta collect your spit in your mouth like me. You're just collecting Nicole. That doesn't actually hydrate your body. You're gonna suffer heat stroke, and as we've learned in our recent HR training, heat stroke is bad. You know what? I'll believe it when I see it and I experience it. Till then, I'm going to have spit in my mouth for about seven minutes and swallow with gusto. I mean, if it were a choice between like chewing off my own finger and eating a Subway sandwich, I would have to be like, well, like, what did I eat last? What is my finger going to be flipped? Like, I don't dislike Subway, but I'm saying it's like Dip the it in base ketchup. level of Dip food. It in ketchup. Like you're on, you know, uh, a road trip and it's like, I need something to get me through the next five hours. Oh, there's a Subway inside this gas sure. station. Let's get a sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Mm-hmm. If I'm at Subway, like there is absolutely no rules for what I can and can't put on my sandwich. I will put lettuce and mayonnaise on my meatball sub. Just because I'm like, no one has, there is no respect for this food for a reason. The respect comes from its utility, from the fact that you can infinitely customize it to pleasure yourself. I don't like that I just said pleasure yourself, (laughs) but (laughs) the fact that you can, you know, make it to your liking is part of it. And I think that's what most, you know, hamburgers are like the quality of beef in 90% of hamburgers is not good enough to want to be accentuated. Uh, You just call it crep beef. One word, right? The P is silent. Crep beef. Yeah, it's crepe beef. It's crepe beef. That like accurately describes 90% of the burgers that I eat. And they're like perfectly fine. It's the reason that I don't dislike impossible burgers in fast food because it's like it tastes just as much like beef as the crap beef that's coming out of say Jack in the Box. And that's fine. You know, what's my favorite little tidbit of information. They cook the impossible burgers on the same griddles as the regular beef burgers. So it <laughs> Wait, legit. What? So you want to know why it tastes like beef because it's being cooked on the same griddle as the as the regular beef burger they don't i mean sure they probably like scrape it a little bit but they're not changing the griddle it's just one griddle they don't have a special imposed vegan griddle for nobody they don't come up with that stuff yeah i guess that'd be insane if they did because like they can't just retrofit the entire restaurant for you know a vegan burger that's wild. I never thought about that. Yeah, it's just one griddle. How many people have been tricked into just eating what they thought was a vegan burger and just soaking up beef fat? Millions and millions and millions, millions. of Americans. <laughs> Wait, t- talk about the point with like, uh, uh, we should be eating better burgers. We should hold ourselves as a nation, as a people, as a whole entire <laughs> species to eat better burgers. Sounds like you're running for Congress. I am running for Congress. I can't even say it. (laughs) I am the AOC of hamburgers. I am the AOC of McDonald's land, as Ryan said. Part of Mayor McCheese's corrupt cabinet, just funneling campaign funds through Grimace. That's me. (laughs) Me and Grimace are tight. The Hamburglar is Mayor McCheese. They are in cahoots. They are running McDonald's land into the ground. They want you to think that they're enemies. They want you to think that the Hamburglar (laughs) is this nefarious character. No, no, no. It's like uh, Richard Nixon just like, you know, funneling money through Spiro Agnew. Wasn't that a presidential candidate? Uh, He was his vice president. Vice president. Thank you. I knew. Spiro Agnew is a great Jeopardy clue to know. Yeah, if it's, if it's like NAVP, yeah. <laughs> so dorky. Uh, but no, I do think that we should eat better beef as uh, as Americans, as people. I think we should just have a higher quality of beef. So when we're putting ketchup on it, we don't feel bad about it. That brings up a good point. This is burger idealism versus burger realism, right? Mm-hmm, like sure. to your point, and I totally agree that like I wish we lived in a world where. All the beef we got was like grass-fed, grass-finished, sustainably raised, and actually tasted, had that metallic tang of beef. 
that I agree ketchup does not go on. Like ketchup, like you should not be putting ketchup on a steak. If you want to, that's totally fine. But like those flavors don't work together. The ketchup does overpower that beefy taste. But the world we're living in right now, Nicole, you can't just bury your head in the sand and say like, oh, every burger that we go out there is going to have, you know, this incredible beef on it. If you want to pay like $12 for every fast food hamburger you eat, I don't want that's fine, to. Nicole, but I am a champion of the people. I don't and want the- to, but we're eventually going to have to pay $12 for a hamburger anyways. Just that's the way society works at this point in time. You that know what I true. like to do, Josh, sometimes? I like to drive. This is so unsafe. I like to eat a burger and then I like to take a ketchup packet. I just slurp it out and then I take a bite and I and I drive with my elbows as I'm doing this. Stop. And I take a bite of my burger and then I just slurp it out like <laughs> the ketchup. Nicole, and I stop, feel so bad stop about doing it. that. You <laughs> should so feel unsafe. bad about it. In our recent HR training, we learned that distracted driving is bad. The best was I saw a lady eating a burrito as she was driving and I was about to screenshot it and send it to you and Trevor and said, <laughs> me, LOL, me. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was a man who got pulled over uh, for what the cop thought was talking on his cell phone, but it turns out the guy was just eating a Big Mac and there was like a video <laughs> recording and the guy was like, I'm eating a Big Mac. And the cop was like, well, that's illegal too. And he's like, no, it's not. You can eat a Big Mac while driving. And the cop's like, I don't think you can. And there's just this argument about whether you could or couldn't eat a Big Mac while driving according to the law. So I think it should be illegal. I don't think you should be. I think there need to be laws that it has to be like a consensus one hand food. Like you can eat beef jerky and Skittles while driving, but you cannot eat a Big Mac. You can eat a taquito, but you cannot eat, you know, like a Crunchwrap Supreme. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. We should talk about something that's really interesting. Uh, How do you feel about ketchup leather, Josh? Do you want to tell the people what ketchup ketchup leather leather is? I think we should talk about it. Ketchup leather is interesting, especially because most fancy burger restaurants tried to, like, get rid of ketchup, right? They're like, we want to focus on our beef. 
but one of my favorite fancy burger restaurants in full disclosure i interned that for them back in college and i got paid in free burgers uh but they did a thing where they spread ketchup out in a thin sheet and then they bake it at a very low temperature to essentially create a fruit roll-up made of ketchup and what that does is you put it underneath the burger and then the beef fat from the burger and all the juices soak into the ketchup and almost rehydrate it into these concentrated flavors under the burger. So I like the idea that that's like a, you know, nouveau ketchup styling in a restaurant. I don't think it's like the greatest thing in the world. I think it's a bit gimmicky, but I love the fact that they honored ketchup because I think ketchup is something it should be honored. Ketchup is a time honored. It dates back thousands of years. Honestly, I think ketchup leather is whack. <laughs> it's whack. I just don't understand. I just, I just don't get it. Like, why would I want a dried piece of sun? It's, it's like literally like chewing on unreconstituted sun-dried tomatoes. It's not a pleasant experience for me at all. I think it just makes it like really, un- it's just an unappetizing situation. I, I appreciate the artistry that goes into it and the the big brain that it took <laughs> to come up with the idea. I really respect the idea, but the execution never really works for me. And that makes me sad because I feel like it could, but it just doesn't. You know what I mean? No, I feel like, like in the ideal world and if like there was a chef back there creating every single burger to order and you made sure every yeah. burger was super juicy and the juice rehydrated the ketchup and blah, blah, blah. Then maybe, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like you get a burger that's not super hot and it's just this like floppy, weird, chewy piece of ketchup. It's like, why? Yeah. Just put ketchup on it. It's like eating the crusties off of a ketchup bottle. It doesn't do it for me. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't give me a pleasant experience. It's not a pleasant burger experience. I would rather put... Why are you eating the crusties off the ketchup I'm bottle? I'm not. I'm saying if I were, it is like the same experience. No, but you've it, implied that you've done it. No, I haven't. Maybe when I was seven. Whatever. Don't judge me. Stop eating the ketchup crusties. I don't do it anymore. I've grown it's up. weird. You know what I do, though? If I open a hot sauce bottle that has, like, you know, a bunch of hot sauce pulp around the rim and it's preventing it. Do you it, lick the do you Yeah, lick the not, rim? I don't only lick it. I, I tongue it out. I absolutely <laughs> shove my tongue in there and swirl it around in a, in a hurricane motion to get all <laughs> the hot sauce pulp out. We made Ryan leave the room. Ryan got hella uncomfortable at the thought of you tonguing an Arizona Slinger hot sauce bottle. That literally last night. It was Arizona Gunslinger too. You're absolutely correct. I know that's your favorite hot sauce. I've hung out with you enough to know that it's your favorite hot sauce. What do you feel about artisanal ketchups? Kind of like ketchup leather. Like, you know that weird fancy ketchup that people put on like stuff? What do you feel about that kind of stuff? I feel like that's dumb too. I I used to be wholly anti-fancy ketchup. I think that Heinz has made like the perfect ketchup. It's not overly spiced. It's like balance of salt and tomato and acid in that sweet, sweet corn syrup. Uh, But the thing that got me to change my mind, actually, too, Sir Kensington's is a new condiment brand that makes incredible stuff. Their mustards, their mayonnaise is absolutely incredible, but also Trader Joe's organic ketchup. I think Mm -hmm. they might honestly get it from Sir Kensington's because that's what Trader Joe's does. And for the record, I fully think this should be illegal. They just take like random foods from random factories and put them in their own bottles and they don't Josh. have to disclose where they're coming from. You That's know true. nothing Le- about white labeling. I'm so sorry. I, no, I think I think white labeling is a terribly nefarious practice. I think at least Costco oh is a little bit tra- a little bit transparent about it. But like Trader Joe's, uh, some of their stuff is just coming from like General Mills. And don't hate people the think player, it's hate the game, Josh. My problem with that is people think Trader Joe's is an organic grocery store. Even though it's, it's not. not. But people, like, this thing happens when you sell that type of brand. Like, In-N-Out, too. I've had so many people tell me, like, well, In-N-Out's better for you than McDonald's because it's all organic. 
It's like, no, it's <laughs> no not. No way. People do not say that. People do say that. And there's like in and outs rule on produce, which one there's ketchup on in and out burgers because there's ketchup and spread. So point me. But no, 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 no. Don't go there. Do not go there. That's like, okay. Oh, I hate when you do this. That's like <laughs> saying, okay, that's literally like <laughs> saying. No, like literally. That's like saying barbecue sauce is ketchup because it has a little bit of ketchup in it. Uh, no, I believe ketchup is technically a barbecue sauce. Oh my... This is a real... I'm not even kidding. I've I've been on record on Twitter saying this. I 100% believe ketchup is technically a barbecue sauce. If Be- I give you a plate of baby back ribs and I slather them in ketchup and I'm like, enjoy your authentic barbecue spare ribs or whatever the hell I gave you, you're going to eat it and be like, yeah, it was so good. No, you're not. No, Try you're me, not, Nicole. Try me. I dare I you. I will. I will. I will give you. I will give you burnt ends, and I will give you a vat of ketchup, and be like, "Go to town, young man." I will eat it with a smile on my face and say, "Mmm, did this come from the barbecue belt? Are these Memphis-style ketchup ribs or Kansas City-style ketchup ribs? Because that Nicole is barbecue sauce." <laughs> no way. I don't agree with you on this at all. Do you like barbecue sauce on your burgers? Not unless. Ah, man, it's Unless tough. it's a think, Western burger with onion rings on it. The Carl's Jr. Western bacon cheeseburger, I do believe, is one of the greatest inventions of all time. But yeah. I don't like when barbecue sauce, and I guess this is a point where I'm kind of disagreeing with you know my own stance that ketchup belongs in burgers. Mm-hmm. A lot of barbecue sauces, to me, are too sweet to hold up to burgers, and they change the entire palate. For me, like Carl's Jr.'s barbecue sauce, it's it's really similar to uh, to Stubbs, right? Where there's not a ton of sugar in it. It's basically sure. like a very like hickory spiced ketchup, which I really enjoy. And I think it goes well with the beef. It adds a little bit of smoke, a little bit of spice to it, but it's not overly sweet. But I guess ketchup is like the sweetest form of barbecue sauce there is. And as we've talked about, it is indeed barbecue sauce. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one million percent. Bar- what? It's just tomato, spices, sugar, and acid. Isn't that what barbecue sauce is? I got two words for you: liquid smoke. No, you don't need liquid smoke in a barbecue sauce. Like the, that's supposed I think to you do. That's supposed a to little. like create the essence of actually smoked meat. Stop it! Stop <laughs> proving me wrong. You're annoying. <laughs> but okay, one thing I also believe about hamburgers, and this is true with a lot of foods, is that we form our opinions on them very young. Right. And we develop emotional attachments to things, even if they don't sure. 100% make sense. So for me, like I grew up eating the Whopper, the Carl's Jr. Famous Star, uh, McDonald's burgers, and those all come with ketchup on them by default. Yes. And so for me, like ketchup, I associate with burgers from such a young age that now fat burger, right, which I don't particularly prefer, but fat burger puts uh, mustard on their burgers by default. And I cannot stand the taste of mustard on hamburgers. Because it tastes so foreign to me because I grew up eating just thousands of Whoppers covered in hot mayonnaise and ketchup. So I think a lot of this comes from like your earliest food memories. That's not true because I used to slather ketchup on everything from rice to pizza to to hot dogs to anything you can imagine I put ketchup on but you grow up your taste buds change you get hair under your armpits and you grow up and then your taste buds are altered and you're okay with not putting ketchup on everything so agree to disagree so uh debunked Nicole I'm a I'm a 28 year old adult man this is true you're 28 yeah shockingly I thought you were 27 I'm like hey we're the same age but I forgot 
I guess you're a little bit older than me. No, that's why you look up to me as such a mentor figure. Yes. <laughs> I could I could keep a straight face. But no, I, I am a 28-year-old adult man, and I am sitting doing what is my job currently in a cut-off Taco Bell t-shirt at the sleeves that I bought for $6 at Target. Nice. You had to take me clothing shopping to buy a pair of shoes. What about so any of fun. that? That was such a fun day. What a good lunch break that was. I wish we could record that. That was such a fun day. It was like totally like Julia Roberts and like Pretty Woman. Where like you would come out in an outfit and I'd be like, oh yeah. And then you'd come out another and be like, oh no. And then you'd come out another and be like, oh maybe. Uh-huh. Oh, it was so fun. Was and fun I got day. a great pair of shoes. But my point You're is, welcome. none of this, thank you. None of this equates to me being able to actually grow up. So maybe maybe it's not that ketchup belongs on hamburgers as a generality. Maybe the ketchup is a metaphor. It's my Peter Pan syndrome for not wanting to grow out of a taste. This could be the case, and I'm, I'm open to that. Peter Pan syndrome, how many times have I heard that statement? Jeez you d- Louise, you just- You date the wrong men, Nicole. You just took me back to like every single ex I've ever dated that literally was like 14 years older than me, but still went out with me for some odd reason because of Peter Pan syndrome. And yes, they actually had really weird food, uh, like weird like food anomalies too. Like they would like make sure that their food wouldn't touch and stuff. Oh. Yeah, weirdos. <laughs> Uh, but yet yet you kept going back to them. No, I cut it off real quick. <laughs> I grew up, Josh, because I don't put ketchup on my hamburgers anymore. I'm open up because even George Motes, right? Even George Motes said that he grew up eating ketchup on hamburgers until he had the original hamburger from Lewis's Lunch that only has pickles and uh, mustard on it. And then he realized that the essence of a hamburger should not be tainted by ketchup. And I've yet to have that experience. I need to have my formative coming-of-age experience <laughs> As a 28-year-old man, ironically, and go to the Mecca of hamburgers at Louis' lunch and taste that original hamburger to then see. Because I realize that I'm too biased and I'm not qualified to say whether ketchup does or does not belong on a hamburger until I've had that experience of eating the original and understanding where it's coming from. Josh, as the AOC of McDonald's land, I'm going to book us both a flight to Connecticut and we're going to go to the Mecca of hamburgers and go to town and grow up together arm in arm. (laughs) Yo, I'm going to be your campaign manager. I'm going to embezzle so many funds. I can't wait. (laughs) Nicole 2028. Nicole, we've heard what we all have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling around there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Opinions Are Like Casseroles. First up, we got at It's Actually Evan. (laughs) Ramen is just Cobb salad soup. The first time I read this, I said, this is a Cobb salad sentence. These are, this is word salad. I have no idea what's going on. And then I realized what they're talking about. A Cobb salad is like, it's uh, divested into its own individual parts, right? You look at a Cobb salad, it's got the little lump of ham, the little lump of blue cheese, the little lumps of tomatoes, lump of egg. You look at a bowl of ramen, it's got the same architectural makeup. You got the little lump of like ginger, the little lump of egg. I don't know if I can disagree with it. It's probably incredibly offensive to Japanese food culture to call ramen cob salad soup, but I'll allow it because it's it's kind of accurate. Okay, I just want someone to uh, to make an edit of you just saying little lump over and over and over again. <laughs> little lump, little lump. Little, little lump. Uh, I agree with this because it totally made my brain do a do a one eighty. <laughs> so, thank you for that. Actually, Evan. All right, we got at Crisp Ranger twenty one sixty six. 
If you want a game changer for California burritos, ask them to put red enchilada sauce on the inside. Chris, some games <laughs> don't need to be changed. I, I don't think know. I, would I enjoy this. Do you do you like enchilada sauce outside the context of enchiladas? Uh it kind of. I mean, I've noticed that a lot of the times it's like kind of has like this weird bitterness. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That can sometimes lend itself depending on like what's in the actual like burrito. I feel like it would work well with like some shredded beef and some beans, maybe a little bit of rice. But like that's the only way I think it could work. Yeah, but if you're talking like a classic Cali burrito, which is like carne asada, guac, sour cream, pico, cheese, and french fries. No. I don't know if, I don't know if I'd want enchilada sauce. I would love chile de arbol. Uh, just which is typically what they're making when you go to a taqueria and you get their, you know, red sauce. Uh, mm-hmm. Just splash a ton of that all over the French fries, and the French fries like soak up all the spice and that little bit of acid and the chili heat. Uh, enchilada sauce—it's like not my thing outside the context of actual enchiladas. But I respect you for eating California burritos. Yeah, I mean, maybe not in a California burrito, but it could work. There's potential yeah. there. Okay, at PJ underscore, I like that. Two bangers, oranges <laughs> plus milk. Why are you laughing? I just love they start out their video with two bangers. One, <laughs> orange juice plus milk. Like what? Oranges what a- plus milk. Obviously whole equals delicious. Number two, a jelly and cream cheese sandwich is the best jelly sandwich. Also works on a bagel. This is amazing. Okay. As a girl that would go to the ice cream truck and get a orange creamsicle, this orange juice and milk makes total and complete sense to me. But it has to be like that weird ass like Tropicana stuff that is obviously from concentrate. And then uh, the jelly and cream cheese sandwich. I, I grew up eating jelly and cream cheese sandwiches because peanut butter wasn't always in my house. We would just have a lot of an excess of cream cheese for some reason. And that sounds delicious. Literally sounds like something I would eat when I was a kid. So I think these are two bangers, <laughs> two bangers, <laughs> TJ, <laughs> two bangers. <laughs> Banger. I, I also grew up eating, I grew up eating jelly and cream cheese on toasted like Sara Lee crappy or Thomas's bagels, you know, like the grocery mm-hmm, store stuff, the course. ones that are really sweet. And so I absolutely love that. The orange juice and milk wouldn't the acid curdle the milk? Like, I get if you're using, like, when you said Tropicana, I thought of Tampico. You know Tampico juice? Yeah, Tampico, Tampico. I think Tampico, that's what I meant. Ta- like, legally can't be considered juice because there's, like, 0.08% of juice in there. It's just, like, orange corn syrup and citric acid and a little bit of, like, whatever flavors Panda Express orange chicken. That would be delicious in milk because it would just be, like, sweet and creamy and a little bit tangy. But actual orange juice, especially with, like, pulp in it, that disgusts me down to my core. And I feel like it would curdle the milk. But you got one banger in there. I think there are two bangers, but that's just me. <laughs> All right. At Sobo underscore, Bloody Marys are just booze soup. Yes. But I feel yes. like you're implying negativity in that. Whereas I think if you just rephrase that as like, Bloody Marys are booze soup, then that's <laughs> great. I'd, eat, I'd drink like a vodka clam chowder. Why not? I, yeah, I'd, I'd drink vodka tomato soup. Did you just say vodka clam chowder? Yeah, why not? It's like, um, you know, uh, uh, white Russian. It's like a milky, delicious beverage. Think of it as a combination of like a white Russian and a Bloody Mary. But you're just taking a can of chunky uh, clam chowder oh and you're just putting a shot of Popov in there and you're shaking it up right in the can and then you strain it and then you drink it. I feel physically <laughs> ill at the thought of that. Why did you say the word chunky? Why did you say pop off? Why did you say all of these trigger <laughs> words for me that literally I cannot wrap my head around? Oh my god. Okay, uh, can't. I can't deal with what you just said. But Sobo, I agree with what you said. And I, I agree with Josh. You got to change your infliction. If there's an exclamation point at the end of this sentence, I agree with you. Do you like Bloody Marys? 
Oh my god, I love Bloody Marys, but they give me really bad acid <laughs> reflux. But I just take a Nexium. I was gonna say, if you're if you're drinking a Bloody Mary, like I would never drink a Bloody Mary unless I had nothing to do. Like it's yeah. the only context I'm like at brunch, uh, which is very rare that I even do because I like um, drinking and eating late at night, so I just wake up feeling full and ashamed. Uh, <laughs> but if I'm drinking like Bloody Marys at, l- at lunch or at brunch, I'm totally down. It's got to be like I've had a lot of bad Bloody Marys though that literally just tastes mm. like a can of Prego tomato sauce that have been mixed Ooh. with vodka. But if it is like a really well Spiced and seasoned Bloody Mary. There's almost nothing better. I love Bloody Marys very, very much. But I steal my dad's Nexium. <laughs> so, you know. You you are a rebel stealing drugs from your dad <laughs> to it's deal with just, heartburn. It's just heartburn medication. It's uh, not like we're getting, we're getting old, morphine. Nicole. We're getting I know. old. <laughs> Josh, I know I'm 27. I feel ancient. Uh, so it's, it doesn't help that we have young, live, 20-year-old Trevor just sending we'll like ask trevor a question or we'll be like hey trevor like this is the thing we need for our jobs and then he'll just send like a meme as a response that's just like i don't know ross from friends holding a gun that says like you got it dude and it's like what what the hell does that mean just say like sure thing we'll do <laughs> oh i really love right. trevor okay uh, we next love trevor. up Uncle underscore Evan 12 says raisin in a house salad with blue cheese dressing are amazing. The best part, stop laughing. I know the grammar is bad. The best part of the salad is at the end when there's just raisin soaking in the blue cheese. Okay. No. 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 I don't know, Nicole. I, I've, I've, I think I could see this because think about like blue cheese stuffed dates. Those are things. Yes. Do you like that? I love it, and I kind of make my own at home with feta cheese and parsley. Oh, yes. that does sound good. But why not raisins and blue cheese? <laughs> um, I think it's the thought. Again, the chunkiness of the blue cheese dressing does not lend itself to proper soaking ability. If it was like a nice thin citronette or like, uh, you know, a, a buttermilk ranch, I can imagine that. But blue cheese dressing <laughs> just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, there's no soaking because like if I make a salad with raisins in it, I sometimes don't like how dehydrated they are. So I'll, I'll actually just like soak the raisins in. Sometimes I'll do like a little bit of port and vinegar or like, you know, so even just warm water to get them kind of hydrated and plump. <laughs> um, blue cheese is too thick to do that. So you're essentially just making like very chewy, sweet blue cheese. My favorite part about this opinion, though, is that they're too ashamed to just eat the raisins and blue cheese, so they have to go through the entire process of making a mm-hmm. house salad just to eat yeah. the salad off of it to be left with the raisins soaking in blue cheese. Yeah, again, I like that. I have no issue with raisins and blue cheese. I think it's the context of the salad and your your ability to soak it in the blue cheese dressing. It just doesn't make sense for me. I I, I should try it myself. I love uh, at the Soup Plantation, which is a terrible name for a restaurant, and they well they're now bankrupt, but I think they were going to change it. Um, but anyways, they have a thing called Jones Broccoli Madness. That's just like mayonnaise, broccoli, walnuts, and raisins. And so I get the raisins soaking in a mayonnaise dressing, and I really enjoy that. Do you put raisins in your potato salad? No, I, I would never. I would never. I would never. Okay, this next one's good. Is this me? Yeah. Let's go. Let's fight the blue cat. Ketchup is an abomination. It's the worst thing to happen to food in recent memory. I'm convinced everyone is just pretending to like it in an elaborate prank of some sort. Okay, one, the blue cat. The world is not trying to prank specifically you by eating millions of gallons of ketchup every year. Get over (laughs) yourself. Two, recent memory? You know what I'm talking about? Recent memory? Ketchup literally dates back to like 
you know, uh, BC, China, where it was made as a condiment using fermented fish. And then that traveled to England where they, you know, kept the fermented fish, but they would add mushrooms and shallots to it. And tomato ketchup, you know, kept that lineage going in America back to the 1850s. So you want to talk about recent memory? Get the heck out of here, Blue Cat. Ketchup is ancient, it is delicious, and it deserves your respect. I still respect you. Um, I feel like when you were a kid, someone held you down and poured ketchup in your mouth until you threw up. And that's probably why you don't like ketchup, the blue cat. So it's okay. We can talk about it in therapy. It's going to be fine. (laughs) You're so empathetic. Are you an empath? Do you read auras? I do. And your aura is a very, very, (laughs) your aura right now to me is reading like, like strong, like Baja Blast blue green. (laughs) It's honestly one of my favorite colors. I had a roommate in college whose girlfriend um, was a self-identified empath. And there was once where I was like visibly upset at something. And I was like having a fight with one of my roommates. And she just looks at me and goes, I can read auras in your aura right now. It's super red. And I was like, are you sure you don't just see the very human cues that I'm visibly upset? Anyways, fun times. Okay. Most dazzling. (laughs) Most dazzling says, I will smash a toasted bagel with cream cheese and sriracha. Try it. It slaps. You're welcome. This is freaking amazing. I do this too. Uh, I guess there's a lot of cream cheese content out there. Really respect it. Uh, When I was in high school, we would do this thing where we take a buttered bagel and then you would put cream cheese on it and then you'd put hot Cheetos on it. So this is basically the same thing minus the extra carbs of the hot cheeto so i love this very much totally agree uh i also i want to read some sort of like historiography of the flaming hot cheetos in the cream cheese bagel as it relates to southern california public schools because oh, that was a thing so that good. like got around everywhere everywhere so everywhere. good and it's delicious did you have nutrition in your school it was like a 15 minute break where you would like eat snacks yeah you used to call it like recess and then they just turned it they just started calling it nutrition yeah, they like take it from recess to nutrition. I was like, this is so weird, but give me that butter bagel. It's nutrition time. Time to eat flaming hot Cheetos and green cheese. Get your nutrition in, children. So funny. Okay, I, I like this one. This one I'm excited about. At Maddie underscore burner. Milk and iced tea is great. Milk and hot tea, great. In bubble tea, great. In tea lattes, great. How come every time I order it in iced tea, I get looked at like a serial killer? I have started just adding milk or almond milk to iced tea we have those like uh what is it golden peak or something iced teas in the office oh yeah 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 like the unsweetened one and i just started adding splenda and almond milk to it and shaking it it is really freaking good i don't know why more people don't drink milked iced tea maddie burner i'm 100 percent on your side we can overcome this together um i'm okay with uh milk and iced tea i guess it's because i'm persian and i was raised drinking tea just straight up that uh this is kind of weird for me i don't know i I don't know. Iced tea is also still weird for me too. Like as a, as a Persian woman, I just like hot, scalding hot tea. And then I take an, uh, a cube of sugar and then I put my cube of sugar in the tea to moisten it. And then I put the sugar cube in my mouth and I hold it in the side of my mouth. And then I sip my tea and the sugar cube dissolves. So what? Yeah. that's a heck of an effort. Yeah. That's how I drink tea in the mornings. Um, fun factoid. But does, yeah. Does, um, does Persian tea typically not have any dairy in it? No, never, 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 never. Just straight up tea leaves and sugar. <laughs> my my grandma's, you know, South African, so she has all this like British kind of mannerisms. So I grew up drinking just like the worst, crappiest English breakfast tea with just like a ton of milk and sugar in it. So I was hot tea with milk. Never. But I do like it a little. I, I enjoy it sometimes. But I always love OG regular just 
tea leaves and water and a little bit of sugar. Third underscore degreeb. It's going to sound crazy and kind of weird, but strawberry jello powder sprinkled on microwave popcorn is oddly satisfying. Okay. This sounds good in theory, but the sticky fingers, I just can't wrap my head around. It's not worth it. I, I get the idea of taking like a strawberry flavored powder and sprinkling that on microwave popcorn, but the fact that Jello powder has a bunch of like you know active gelatin in it, yeah, that you'd be eating raw makes me feel a little bit sick inside. But if yeah. you took another fruit powder, like have you had uh, Li Hing Mui? Of it's course, the- I've had Li Hing Mui. It's one of my favorite uh, <laughs> like powders ever to use. <laughs> It's it is a salted con- plum powder, correct? I think it. I think it might be dehydrated plum skins or something. I think it has a little bit of salt content in it. Too. It's, yeah, it's yeah, mainly it found in Hawaii, right? Yeah, uh, but yeah. putting that on popcorn is really delicious. It's got this like super funky, almost kind of tannic, but sweet and fruity quality to it. So I get that on popcorn, but the jello powder might be a bridge too far for me. <laughs> I I love leaking powder. Wow, you just like really opened a memory deep in the recesses of my brain. When I first started cooking professionally, I worked at a chocolate store and we had the most massive, beautiful spice cabinet ever categorized with the weirdest stuff I'd never seen before in my life. And then I tried the leaking powder and I was like, I'm hooked. So now I'm going to go buy some leaking powder. So thank you, Josh. Oh, dude, same. Lol. Uh, what do we got? At dust in your eyes, liquid water enhancers are made to be overused, not underused. Subtly flavored water is for quitters. If your water isn't mixed with Berry Blast Mio to the same hue, tint, and saturation as Windex, are you even living? I feel like this is a very, very niche opinion that is made exactly for me. Especially when I was in college, I would always have at least like four flavors of Crystal Light, and Mio was like pretty new at the time, but I got the green apple flavor. And the problem with Mio is you have to add so much because it's liquid, like the powder's concentrated of a crystallite. So with Mio, I would have to use like a half a bottle of Mio, which is like $6 to create like one half gallon of flavored water, making it hardly worth it. But I completely agree. Like, I don't want your water essence. I don't want that like Gatorade Propel, like, mm, there's a little hint of melon in here. No, no, no. I want just blast me with berry in the face. I agree with you, Dustin. Uh, I never got into this phase and it's probably because my mom never let me have snacks in the house. So, uh, I can't say anything about it cause I don't know anything about it. And I'm sorry, <laughs> Dustin, I don't know. So I'm just going to refer to Josh and he says that I need to saturate it fully just like you said. So I guess I'm on your team. Begrudgingly, I'm on your team. We got to get on the crystal light train in the office. It's so good. Oh, they should put crystal light on the popcorn. Oh, that's smart. And it's like, and it's low calorie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. See, problem solving. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. We've got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or Zade with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube. We launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pics of your dishes, Hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. We'll see you next time. Let's get some burgers. Let's do it. Mm, Let's freaking do it. I love, yeah, I love to eat hamburger with my American friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh yeah, that hamburger is good with ketchup. It's, Ooh. it's a very, very American yeah. with ketchup. And then you mm. suck out the ketchup with your other finger. Yeah. But why aren't the burgers from Hamburg? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stop man. recording now. Yeah, we should probably stop this. <laughs>